0: FM, this is Upgrade, episode 247. Today's show is brought to you by Bombas, Lunar Display, Text Expander, and ButcherBox. This is the fourth Annual WWDC draft event, and it is the keynote draft for 2019. I want to thank Chris Breen for the wonderful draft specific theme. <laughs> the Christopher Breen Marching Band, everyone. I am Mike Hurley, and I am joined by my <laughs> drafting partner, Mr. Jason Snell, or my adversary, I should say.
1: Yep, that's sure. Hi, yes, we're, we are uh, adversaries, but we're also partners in finding out uh, what will happen next week.
0: Exactly. Now I want to start with a hashtag Snell talk question. It comes from Aaron and Aaron asks, happy draft day, says that, states that, and then asks Jason, as the underdog for WWDC predictions, how have you prepared for 2019's WWDC predictions?
1: Who has determined that I'm the underdog? So this is it. I thought to
0: myself, hang on a second, how is that the case? So I checked because I have all the results. I have beat you every WWDC draft that we have done. All three. I've won all three. Oh, interesting. So I am the WWDC draft champion. Please give me that. It's the only thing I've ever won.
1: (laughs) I suppose then to Aaron's point, I will say that I prepared like I'd done in the past, which is um, looked at our list that we agreed upon. Mm -hmm. And then the morning of the draft uh, sort of uh, pasted a couple of things at the top of it that I think I like. And that's it. So I think well, this level of preparation shows you why I have not won the WWDC draft.
0: But that's no different to any other draft prep that you do though, <laughs> right? And you, and you win all of those that's, pretty that's handily. True. That's
1: yeah. true. It may be that I just don't have a handle on the on the WWDC. I will say to iron, I actually did for something that we're going to do later in the draft. Um, I downloaded the video of last year's keynote and scrubbed through it. So that was like a little refresher of like, what's a WWDC keynote like? Oh, see, that is
0: some different preparation, To think about it. You've been
1: studying the tapes. (laughs) I I did. I went back to the tapes. I I, I think it's something I try to visualize, look at the tapes, visualize the the, the keynote, and uh, stay within myself.
0: If I I was a Tim Cook, what would I do?
1: Do, Am I going to run on stage? No. I'm going to wait back here for a uh facetime based an emoji based Ooh. or memoji based demo for a, for a version of software that will are you, not are you making ship your first pick? no no that's <laughs> last last year that was that was a tim cook appearance that was his uh he was demoing that feature that didn't ship oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah see that's what happens when you go to the videotape anyway i am as prepared as always which means nothing we're always
0: very prepared we take we take a year to prepare for this thank you so much to aaron for that snail talk question if you would like to uh have a question included in the show just send out a tweet with the hashtag snail and you may help us open a future episode now we are going into the draft and we will start through drafts as all drafts good drafts should be started and that is by uh, talking about the rules. So there are 10 rounds, 20 overall picks. We get 10 picks each. The winner of the previous draft gets first pick, and that was Jason. Uh, For an item to be counted in the draft, for it to be a successful point scored when we score them next week, uh, it must either clearly be announced on stage or on a
1: slide during the presentation. Yes, and it's the keynote, because often at WWDC, there will be really interesting things announced in the State of the Union, Mm -hmm. which happens after lunch. Mm -hmm. Doesn't count. Doesn't count for us. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. This is a keynote draft.
0: If uh, me and Jason cannot decide on the winner, um, we do have adjudication from Stephen Hackett. We do have an extra thing now, which is a tiebreaker. Um, this is something that we introduced last time. Which so we have two ways to get out of some kind of stalemate. If, in case of a tie that we agree upon as a tie, there is a tiebreaker question. If we cannot agree, Stephen Hackett will adjudicate. But we always prefer to score ourselves, which we will do at the beginning of next week's WWDC reaction episode. Uh, no half points, four points only. Um, there are no points awarded for anything pre-announced or ridiculously obvious. So, for example, we cannot say iOS 13 will be announced. And in a discussion that occurred before the episode today, we have removed uh, Marzipan from this list as we deem it to be probably ridiculously too obvious. obvious. So, and
1: pre-announced, essentially, yeah. because they announced it last year at the, on the keynote that they were going to do it this mm-hmm. year. And so I think... I. Uh, it could be argued but i think we just both agreed we're going to just take the existence of marzipan yeah. off the list. Yeah,
0: this one kind of kind of skirts against both of these points too closely so we may as well remove yeah. it considering we have we have like 50 items to choose from. Uh, from yeah. our master list that we create so like we're, we're not hurting for options
1: and if you had disagreed with me and said no 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 i think we should leave it on there my response would have been okay i picked marzipan then
0: well yeah <laughs> so I, I mean uh, that, and, honestly no, i thought that was gonna obvious. be your first
1: pick i mean it's it, it was, too obvious it gonna be mine <laughs> so uh, we, want, we want to have we want to have fun here so it's we all, it's out
0: the points awarded on the episode next week are final as well. So uh, I did mention um, that the winner of the previous draft gets to pick first. And so far, it's only been one draft this year, which was the services event draft, which Jason won. So he's going to be picking first. Um, we should start with our tiebreaker round, right?
1: Oh, sure. Let's do that. We, we can do that now. Uh, the tiebreaker round is... La- so last time, we came up with the concept of the tiebreaker round, and it was what color Tim Cook's shoes were. Mm-hmm. Um. This time, I because I want it to be something that's right. The problem is if it's if if I pick gray shoes and you pick white shoes and they're brown shoes, mm-hmm. then we don't have a tiebreaker.
0: That is what we learned from the previous tiebreaker that yes. we needed something a little bit more clear yeah. because who knows how we could have ever agreed on the color right. of now,
1: shoes. So. So since I won the last event, I have a I have an advantage here. But you get to you get to take control, and it's mm-hmm. sort of like a, I get to set the bar, and you get to choose above or below. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is I'm going to pick a number that is the number of times Tim Cook appears on stage, comes on stage during the event. Um, you could imagine an event where he's only on at the beginning at the end would be two times. Mm-hmm. Um, he c- sometimes appears as a bridging. It's a little bit of stagecraft, right? Like they're they're done with the iOS stuff, and Tim reappears and says, "Well, Apple Watch is great too." Here's Apple Watch, and then he leaves again.
0: I have a question for you on this, yes. right? So I want to make a clarification point: if uh, he introduces someone, then leaves and comes back, off, like to kind of take control after the introduction, like imagine a demo of some kind, does that count as times that he yes. appears on the stage? Okay. Yes.
1: If he if he if he leaves the stage. And it's not like running a video or something, but he leaves the stage because somebody else is out there and he's gone and then he returns. I think that counts. And I think that's where the guessing game comes here. I I will say I did the math last time. And by my account, uh, Tim only was on stage four times last time. He was at the beginning and the end. The bridge between iOS and macOS and the bridge between watchOS and macOS, I think, is all that he did maybe he was up there a fifth time did i i have to go back to the videotape mike i have to do more <laughs> consulting oh no on the videotape here <laughs> yeah nope tim, it's five i i stand corrected it's five times so he appeared as a bridge between uh, all the different segments and so that's going to be my pick is five and you mike hurley so i get five and uh i get all the numbers above or, or below five but you get to choose which one you prefer does tim appear more than five times on stage or fewer than five times on stage
0: I'm going to go more than 5. All right? The reason I'm going to do this, this year it does feel like there's potentially more stuff yeah. than last year, like more different things. So, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with more than 5, especially if they do any kind of like we want to refresh you about Apple Arcade or um uh, Apple T V plus? Absolutely. Right. I can imagine there being people coming on and
1: off. And I'm not trying to railroad you here. I think this mm-hmm. is the real question. Is like, is it, it we don't know. It's it's sort of like a coin flip. I've set the bar where I think based on last year, where I think it's sort of reasonable, and then you get your uh you get your fifty-fifty. My only advantage is that I get five and all and four, three, two, one, but yep. I think it's more most you know, that that it's only a tiebreaker. I can't that's imagine the I genuinely point, but, yeah. can't
0: imagine he will be there will be less kind of breaks than last year. Like I just I would expect it's probably it d- gonna be five or more. That that's just why yeah, I went with I think
1: more. I think you're probably right. All right. Well now that's our tiebreaker. It doesn't count for any points, but if we end up tied at the end, that will decide it. Tim Cook's appearances and we may have to go to the videotape ourselves to determine that one.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting one to uh to score that. So we'll, we'll have to work that out. I just
1: say, while you're watching, everybody watch, count your Tim Cooks. Mm-hmm. Count, count them. your Tims.
0: Hopefully we won't need to use it, though, which is... Yeah, that's you know, right. I, I, I do wonder if we are ever going to need a tiebreaker. Like, the tiebreaker was not introduced because we tied once.
1: <laughs> we no. just decided to do it. <laughs> no, it's fun. We, we get to this, this way we get something that's not a pick, but it's also kind of weird and outlandish and, and uh, something to pay attention to. So I like that part of it. All right,
0: let's do this. Jason? What is your first pick for the WWDC keynote draft of 2019?
1: Uh, my first pick for the WWDC keynote draft of 2019, it's like a sports draft. They mm-hmm. keep saying the branding over and over <laughs> again. The, okay, sorry,
0: sorry, sorry. The upgrade WWDC keynote draft of 2019.
1: Why Mike, my first pick in the upgrade keynote draft <laughs> 2019 for WWDC is dark mode on iOS oh. because they added dark mode to macOS last year mm-hmm. in a rare move where macOS got a feature before iOS that doesn't usually happen but it's so obvious especially with the OLED screens that they're using but even on uh, the uh, LCD backlit screens the, the it's they're so it's so nice uh, it's a nice option for people to have I actually prefer dark mode on uh, ios more than i prefer it on macOS, i i found but since apple has done the work on mac os i feel like it's a natural extension this is also one of many things that we're going to pick that have been rumored that have been reported by various people whether it's uh rambo or mark german and uh i think it's only logical that there be dark mode on ios
0: something that i've been thinking about when it comes to dark mode is like what it's actually going to be like is it going to be what we would hope it would be, which is like that there is like, you know, they they keep all the color, but they make everything darker, you know, like everything that's white turns black, but everything else kind of remains the same. Or maybe there are like, you know, you get some apps that they'll change the text or the tint colors to different colors. Or is it right. going to be like a grayscale mode? Like where just everything is in black and white? I don't know, right? Like I've know. been thinking about this because it, I was rereading Mark Gurman's report and, it, and it, it, it seems to talk about like, everything being like dark and black and grays and i was like hmm, i wonder what which which it's going to be like i i hope that it would be how we think of dark modes now where everything that's in color will still be in color i but, think so i think, it's, that, I think that's it's what i would be. hope but but we'll wait and see what it might yep. be jason is like unless you are developing properly that's what will happen to you right like if you use the apis then you can have things in color like the um The invert color thing, you know, there's like an invert color mode in accessibility. And you can, uh, as a developer, if you properly support it and and you can have like images not invert, but if you don't Uh officially support it, they will invert. And I wonder if it could be something like that, right? Where it's like, if you don't officially support it, we're just going to take all the color away from you. Um, But if you do officially support it, then you can kind of specify what, what will be what. Who knows? We'll see. But this is something I desperately want. I really do want it, um, so I, I hope that they do it. Uh, it was that was uh, going to be my second pick, Jason. So I had it very high up in my list. All right. um, I'm I think I'm going for a pretty safe number one because I want to win. Uh, new Mimoji sticker options.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, I think that they will do something uh, related to Mimoji because it's only a year old, um, and it seems to have been popular enough, right? I think people seem to really like it. Uh, It seems to be something... It's one of those things that I think can help sell a phone to people. Uh, But some of the rumors have been that, you know, you will now create your emoji and you'll be able to just choose pre-made stickers so you don't have to make faces every time. I would really like it for that reason, but I would actually really like them, Apple, to kind of go after Bitmoji, where Bitmoji not only creates, like, expressions, but things that surround them, right? So there's like Bitmoji that say congratulations and your character's in it or, or all sorts of, sorts of stuff that they update frequently. And I think that Bitmoji is popular enough that Apple could, could try and do something a bit similar. But I at least think that Memo, new Memoji stickers would be able to present you with a set of effectively your own emoji that you can pick from as opposed to needing to make the faces, right? Like I've spoken about this in
1: the past. Yeah, this is Bitmoji, yeah. where they, basically, where they're posed in certain ways, but they're using your Moji character. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I would yep. love to see you know like all of the yellow faced emoji right like the little yellow circle face emojis. Uh, they basically just recreate all of those with my own face. That's what I would love, right? Hmm. So like then I have my own emoji at that point. by right. and large. I'm putting the me in e- emoji.
1: I was reluctant to pick this because it's so specific, and I'm not hundred percent sure. I I'm I'm pretty sure there will be something related to emoji and an emoji because aren't why would there not be mm-hmm. um but the stickers i wasn't 100 percent on that so that's a bold pick but i think uh you love it so that's the the part of the balance of the there draft. is a
0: part of it of wish casting
1: yeah, yeah. it it does happen you got to fight against the wish casting um all right for my next pick i'm gonna i'm gonna go big mike it's a big one it's gonna happen it's gonna happen very much like it did a couple years ago with the imac pro it is oh, the no. unveiling of the new Mac Pro. Oh,
0: wow. Jason, you have picked this much earlier in the draft than I was expecting it would come out in the draft. Because this is one of those things where we all feel like it should happen, right? But I I, don't know. I just, I agree with you, right? I completely
1: agree with you. I I feel certain now, of course, watch them not do it. But I feel like this is the audience. This is the place. They've already said it's coming. It's not going to be real like released but the like what they did with the imac pro this is going to be their sneak peek to get the developers whipped in a frenzy yep um we'll we'll know that it's coming and you know and but that'll be that'll be it until it ships i mean and maybe that maybe it'll again ship in december or something like the imac pro did who knows
0: i agree with all of that right because like we are on the exact same page here because all of that seems super logical but i'm there's just something where i'm i'm not i just don't feel 100 percent on it i just don't and i don't know why um in you know because you'd say like oh well, we wouldn't have heard anything more about it right because they would keep it close to their chest and i guess you know where we are sitting right now there's not been any like official leak which would suggest right. that there will be nothing
1: it's already also technically been announced that it, it's coming so it's in a weird in-between state yeah um, and I don't know where they're making it, and I don't know when they're making it, and it's possible. I think this like I think this gives them the opportunity to impress people. We have gotten little clues about what it's like that have leaked out, but I feel like they 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 have the opportunity with this product to uh, announce it well in advance and uh, and blow people away. So I think they're gonna do it. I, I I don't know why they wouldn't, right? Like if it's gonna ship this year and they've already said that it's coming, the developer audience is the place to drop that yes. product. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so one of the things I think about when I'm going into the draft is I, I try and put myself into Apple's mindset of like, what is it that they want to market to the mass market? Right, like what what do they want to show off? And I was thinking about yeah. iOS, especially on the iPhone, and it feels like this year there may be. Might not be a ton for the iPhone, right? Like it feels like a lot of maybe the iOS work will be on the iPad this year, right? So I thought, well, if they want to show off, like what what are some of the big features coming to iOS? Um, I think they're going to do a, another demo of Apple Arcade. Oh, all right. because this will be something that they can show. They can maybe have nobody has come out and demoed a game. Yep, they didn't do any of that, right? Like they just show videos right. and stuff. Um, so, we may see somebody come out. They may want to say something to the developers in the audience, right? About kind of like to, to get people excited about why they would want to submit their game to Apple Arcade. But I think that this will be one of the things that they, they come out and they show it off. And Zach in the chat room, Zach Knox, by the way, creates the incredible uh, interactive draft scorecard, which you'll find in the show notes so you can uh, score along with us next week, as well as a PDF version. But Jack mentioned game demo on stage. I think moving forward, the only game demos are Apple Arcade game demos right like that's how that's going to be like this is not the pick but that's probably what will happen into the future
1: i I don't know because like
0: uh, unless it's huge unless they get like epic to come i think
1: i think you make a good point which is that why if you're going to show off the gpu on the new iphone in the fall why not make it a developer who's developing that, and it's going to be exclusive in Apple Arcade, right? I think there's some there's something to be said for that. Uh, we may get like an AR demo or something like that, but even then, they may they may try to have it be just Apple Arcade. But you're you're specifically saying some something on stage. It, you, know, you say demo, so are we going to see a game demonstrated? Is that what we're measuring here? Not just mentioning Apple Arcade again, but demonstrating a game. Well,
0: I kind of mean just like showing it off a little bit like not necessarily demoing a game but like it's gonna it's gonna get some time right that they're gonna talk about apple arcade they're gonna show off apple arcade like it's gonna be a part of the ios presentation basically okay
1: apple arcade showed off yeah well we can debate whether it's showed off or not if they mention that it exists and then move on i think maybe you don't get a point but Mm -hmm. if they if they go into some detail and and brag about it a little bit then i think you got it
0: yeah because i just you know i think that they want to keep the services narrative going right like just to keep refreshing sure. people on it and i think that it will be it will be it'll be a part of ios 13
1: my concern about this pick is that this is the developer conference mm-hmm. and apple arcade is invitation only yeah and I think you can spin that as being sort of like aspirational and talk to your app store contact if you've got an idea and all of those things well
0: another thing from Zach in the chat room during w w d c there are labs to pitch your game
1: oh well, there you go, so i mean that that would be how they'd have to pitch it though because mm-hmm. at the services narrative it's service event it's very much like. The narrative is: We have hand-selected the finest of (laughs) the cream of the crop. Yeah, that's right. Only the five-star game developers. But uh, then everybody else is like, "Oh, I got. I make games. I want to be in the Apple Arcade." And so, how you message, you message that to developers? But that may be part of the conversation: is like, yeah. what are we looking for? And come to come see us, and we're going to have a whole thing where you can go and and pitch us on your game that you're you know that you're developing. But we don't want, and probably things like we don't want ideas; we want games. We want to see stuff. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, it's another idea though. Why I think this could work in my favor: Apple Arcade is not just on iOS. If they need things for the TVOS portion of the keynote. Apple Arcade might fit into that quite nicely, right? Because what else are they going to put on (laughs) TVOS? I'm not really sure. So that's our first two picks. We have eight more picks to go, um, as well as some bonus rounds um, at the end of the draft today. So this feels like a fantastic time to take a break and thank our first sponsor of the episode, and that is Bombass. You might not think about socks very often, If you're anything like me, you're busy. You've got stuff to do. You've got podcasts to listen to. You've got developer conferences to think about. Surely you don't have tons of time to think about what goes on your feet, but let me tell you why you should think about Bombas. Their socks are super comfortable, super stylish, super fun. I love all that stuff. It's like fantastic, right? That's what you want. That's at least what I want out of my socks. But what I really love about Bombas is that they donate socks to people in need. Every time you buy, they donate clothing items to people that don't have access to them. And they've actually donated over 20 million items so far. They have a ticker on their website that's always going up. So I think that's fantastic. If you're going to buy yourself some cool socks, it isn't it even nicer if they go ahead and do something good for the world, for people in the world as well. Bombas make the most comfortable socks ever. They're made from super soft natural cotton and every pair comes with arch support, a seamless toe and a cushioned footbed that's comfortable without being too thick. They have a ton of great colors and patterns and lengths and styles so they look great in the gym. At the office and out on the town, your feet are dreaming of Bombas socks right now. For every purchase you make, they donate a pair to someone in need. So go buy your Bombas today at b o m b a s dot com slash upgrade and get twenty percent off your first purchase. That is b o m b a s dot com slash upgrade for twenty percent off. Go right now, your feet will thank you for it. Uh, one last time, Bombas slash upgrade. Our thanks to Bombas for their support of this show and Relay FM. So we now move in to
1: pick number three. Jason, what you got? Oh, boy. I am going to go with, uh, when when in doubt, go with the uh, good rumor, I say. Mm-hmm. And not entirely wish casting, but I think that it is uh, an intriguing feature and so specific that it must actually exist, which is a screen or window sharing feature between Mac and iOS. Mm. This is the... Luna display-like way of Mac apps displaying on iPads that I think is a wacky idea, and yet the rumor is so specific that I kind of feel like it's got to be true. So I, I choose to believe the lie here. <laughs> I have yet
0: to get my head around what I think this feature is actually going to look like. Like, yeah, because I I feel like there is a an awfully wide spectrum that Apple could operate in here, right? Whether they straight up do like what who are our next sponsor on today's episode, Luna Display, do, which is like allowing you to completely mirror your screen or if you can just share an app at a time, like a window at a time, or if there's yeah. actually no sharing going on at all and it's just a beefing up of continuity. Like, I, I feel like I don't know. Um, like, right, is it going right. to be marzipan apps only? Is it going to be any type of app? Like, it is it is an intriguing idea and Apple have, in theory, the tools to do it, but I have yet to really nail down and I don't, and I don't think I will be able to. Like, what do I actually think this feature is going to look like? I, I, right. I want to wait and see what they show me.
1: But what's the, the, what's the spin they put on it? Because I agree with you. I think the question is, I don't think that they're just going to knock off Luna display, right? Um, I, I, I think as I do for most things that are features that are done by third parties and then Apple builds something is Apple's not trying to hit the edges. It's trying to do something that it thinks the masses will like. Because
0: I, I still don't think that Apple are going to make a feature where they basically say your iPad is just a good display for your Mac.
1: Right, but I do think that they might say you press this button or click, you know, command click or control click on this thing in the toolbar or whatever, and your Photoshop window is now on your iPad. Mm-hmm. I I could see that, like, but then then it's more like continuity, it's more like handoff, or it's more like a you know almost like a, a expose kind of thing where it's this you know you're sending. A window over there. Or
0: it's like something completely new for Marzipan apps, right? It could be. It's it's kind of none of those things, right? Like, it's like, oh, it's this thing that Marzipan apps can do.
1: But it's such a specific thing that I feel like it's probably true and therefore I'm picking it and I can't wait to see what it actually is and I can go, oh, yeah, that's the thing I picked, I guess, and we'll move on from there because it's a draft. But, yeah, I feel like something that specific is probably true and so I'm going to trust in the report that there's something going on involving uh stuff shooting out of the mac and landing on an ios screen (laughs) that's a
0: that's very uh that's a that's that's an image my third pick (laughs) is multiple windows or instances of applications on the ipad okay this is a difficult one because no one can really decide what this rumor means Right. Like we hear, we've spoken about this so many times now, but... Right.
1: Tabs there, or... There are words. Side-by-sides right? or different pairs of multitasking. Yep. Who knows? We're going to know it when we see it, right? So but, the third round is the vague round, is what
0: you're saying. It seems like it. This is... Who would have known? But like I, I think that this is basically what we're going to see: is you will be able to have the same app in more than one place, and that could be either that an application can have multiple windows open and they look like split view now, or you can have an application in multiple places, like in multiple app pairs, and it doesn't break them down. Like apps can live in multiple places um, on. Uh, on iOS, uh, on the iPad. So uh, this is one of those things where like the wording of this one might not be what we see it, but when we see it, we'll know what it is, if you know what I mean. So uh, I, this feels like something that is inevitable. It feels like a feature that should have existed a long time ago. And it definitely feels like something that is more possible when you think about these applications also being on the Mac, where windowing is important. Right, like it's right. So it seems like that will be the time. Right. this
1: is one one solution that uh, handles uh, how those apps behave on Marzipan on the Mac and allows them to enable fe- features on iPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, round four, round four. Okay, um, Mike, I want to win too, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm going to pick more watch faces for Watch OS. All right, okay. <laughs> Because what's watchOS without new watch faces made by Apple? Uh, It's nothing. There are always new watch faces made by Apple. We can be frustrated because they won't fix their old faces. We can be frustrated because there are no third-party faces. But if time has taught us anything, it's that with every new release of watchOS, there are new Apple-designed watch faces. And why should, that, why should time stop now? Time has been good for us so far. So I think that will continue into uh, the future. And yes, I know this is boring, but... Uh, I think it's going to keep happening just endlessly.
0: Yeah, I guess the sub the sub pick is will Apple show any watch faces that Apple Watch users want to use? Mhm. <laughs>
1: uh
0: that that's a, maybe a different pick. Good question. Yeah, and we'll we we'll guess we'll find out about that, but I mean I would say that from what has been announced from like from from, uh, Bloomberg, from our government at Bloomberg, it doesn't really feel like there is a ton of stuff in there which is particularly useful rather than just being nice to look at a demo. But I guess we'll wait and see about that one.
1: My my wish casting is that they are going to go through and actually update all their old faces to be good again Mm -hmm. um, instead of leaving them kind of in their frozen state. Uh, But that's... we'll see. They got so much criticism last fall for what a uh, lax... (laughs) approach to watch faces that apple has had um i hope they took that to heart but who knows we certainly haven't seen any reports that they did
0: so for my fourth pick whilst the existence of marzipan uh is not deemed draftable there are a lot of uh picks in our list that are ramifications of marzipan yes. existing um so i'm going to be picking that apple will bring more of their ios apps to the mac um, and that they will show them off so I'm thinking here podcasts, for example, right? That that is gonna be an application that they bring over and it looks just like the iOS oh. app or whatever the new version of okay. that is, right? All right.
1: So you're 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 like sneaking in here, because I have bulleted below it there are some specific apps, but you're yeah, just we can, saying we can go more for specific
0: apps, but I'm just going for I'm going for the broad one.
1: Okay, that they will they will take they will on stage say, Hey, this is an app of ours from iOS and now it is on, running on the Mac. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I'm going with. All right. that I think that's I think the only tricky thing, I think it's obviously going to happen. I think the only tricky thing is uh, whether they brag about it or not, but I think they probably will because they are going to want to evangelize to developers. This is
0: why I was thinking
1: it. That, it, that it, we're it. eating our own dog food even more than we did last year when we had those four apps. There are even more apps uh, that are more capable and you can make apps like this too yep. using the same methods as us. Yeah, okay. I could see that. This isn't my pick, but if we're going to add a little bit more color to it. I think that they
0: will show off an application that is more complex than the stuff right. that they did last year so they can show the range of these tools right because in theory Apple need to show that any application can 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 work here right like that's kind of what they will want to show right like right. you can bring any application no matter how uh big and strong your app is and and I wouldn't be surprised if there is some kind of surprise, right, where they're like, oh, you know, this app that we're working on. Oh, like, we ha- you know, we have this application that is on iOS and on the Mac. Well, now we're just using the iOS code base, right? And it would be like, wow, they must really believe in it if they're bringing Calendar, right? You know what I mean? Like it's Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Right? It's like they actually yep. bring an important app or like Notes or Messages. Right. Like they're just like, well, For messages sure. is the iOS version now. And that's that. Which And that actually makes a lot of sense that it would do that. So I think that they will make a song and dance about some some kind, some applications coming over. And there'll probably be some important ones as well to kind of really show that um, Apple believe in these tools.
1: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good one. Pretty good pick. Pick five. I'm going to go with a non. Well, no, this this will probably be a Marzipan app, actually. So it might be it might count as yours, but it's new. Mm-hmm. on Mac. Mm-hmm. And that is that is why I want to mention here is because it's not just that it's a marzipan demo, but because Apple has promised that there will be support for the TV service on the Mac this fall. And so I want to pick that they're going to show off, not necessarily demo, but show at the very least and yeah. mention... There'll be some images on a slide. ...the new TV app on Mac OS. Because it is something that again it's it's existence is implied but i think this will be an opportunity for them to to show us that yes Yes, because this has been the question people have been asking. It's like, well, where's the TV app? Like there's iTunes on the There's gonna, There there needs to be a TV app. You say that you're going to support TV in the fall. So where is it? So we're going to see it. They're going to be like, yes, the Apple TV app uh, is now on Mac OS with, uh, you know, presumably in the fall with the new OS version. Although I wouldn't put it past them to actually also release it uh, on, on Mojave, but it depends on Marzipan, right? They may not be able to. And that's fine. That's a motivator to get people to update.
0: Yeah, and again, it's like the obviously the Mac will really have some time to shine uh, in the keynote this year. Probably more than it has in many years, right? Like what will be considered in the Mac OS section is going to be a lot more beefy, I think, this year uh, than oh. it has been in some previous years. But they still need stuff to show for, as like features, right? That Apple's made, and TV is yeah. one of them. It's a it's yep. an easy one to show. All right, so we're still in round five. My fifth pick is a redesigned Reminders app. Um, this one has been rumored enough for me to feel like it's going to happen, especially because it is one of those things which feels se- seriously overdue that there would be some kind of uh, update to Reminders. So we're going to see, a, I, I think, a, a big, some big changes happening to
1: the Reminders app um, in iOS uh, 13.
0: Again, Jason, could be another candidate for for Marzipan.
1: It could be on the Mac, but Mm -hmm. also the idea that they... Well, and they they could talk about how they made all these changes and that they propagate to the Mac because the Mac version is going to also be Marzipan. They didn't Mm -hmm. need to build two different versions of the apps. Um, I, I think that's going to be an interesting story, right? That Apple needed to take its team that was spending time building a Mac version of the app, and they, they stopped. They don't need to anymore. They just build the Marzipan mm-hmm. version, and it goes everywhere. Uh, I know that some people who use Reminders as a super simple Reminders app are a little concerned yeah. that it's going to get features and be complicated. My guess is that, again, that doesn't sound like Apple, and that there will be ways to just use it in a, the most simple of modes. But having uh, my a little hope more... Be you can be
0: make... Th- it more complicated, but it won't necessarily be if you don't want to use it that way. Like there's stuff you can do to tasks that you put in, but it, they don't necessarily all need that. If you know what I mean, right? Like you, you can yeah. start putting due dates and projects and tags, hopefully, uh, but you don't need to. You can just run it the way that it has been. It, I would be super surprised if if Apple made this app more complicated for everyone that's currently using it because i expect quite a lot of people use it yeah i'm sure that they will come on stage and they will say like reminders is the most used to do application on ios yes in the world in the world (laughs) because it's the one that's built in so i hope that they make it better like again we spoke about this but like they made notes better i would love to see that for reminders all right round six
1: yep okay I think this is this is a little bit of a strategy kind of, um, not draft strategy, Apple strategy kind okay. of pick, which is I feel like one of the things they do, and they, they've done this in the past when they talk about tvOS. Look, there's not a lot in tvOS, <laughs> but you know what comes along with tvOS is TV strategy and deals, and that's why I'm going to pick that Apple is going to announce some partnerships Ooh. either for the TV service or for apple tv channels Mm. uh just because i feel like this is the place where they would do that and talk about how you know we're really happy to announce that now we've added blah 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 to the channels lineup so i will say because you
0: mentioned this you said this to me earlier it's the developer conference
1: yeah, I know. And yet uh last, I I believe at multiple WWDCs they've talked in the TVOS portion about deals. Or I mean, you look at Apple Music <laughs> because I'm not I'm not sure that they've got much more to say about TVOS yeah. to be honest. So, I feel like it's a it's an opportunity for them to mention uh that new, you know, these new channels are going to be, you know, we already rolled them out on TVOS and now but they're going to be better because we added you know, some service that is not currently on there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, I, I feel like, I don't even know what this would be, but I feel like I don't want to bet against Apple announcing some sort of uh, TV-related partnership because they do that.
0: I'm struggling with this pick. Uh, it's got, I don't know if this is something that I'm saying because I want it, or if I actually think it's going to happen.
1: It's the classic draft conundrum, yeah. Mike. <laughs> classic.
0: Okay, Um. Refinements, changes, redesigns to the iPad multitasking features. I don't oh, really yeah. know how to class this. Um, yep. yep, because I, you know I don't think if we say redesign, I don't think they're going to do like what they did in iOS 12 or 11, I should say, where they just completely overhaul the whole thing. But I believe that we will look at i iPad multitasking, you know, on on iOS, um, and I'm I'm focusing on iPad more than anything else. Uh, but we will look at the iPad, the way that iPad does multitasking and be like, oh, that's that's different in some key ways. Um, so I, I think for the pick, I would say to iPad multitasking, Um, just do you think that that seems fair?
1: Yeah, I um had this on my list very high and kept thinking about, do I want to go here? How will I redefine it? I went through everything that you went through. So I think... Uh... I think that's a, a reasonable way of doing it. Yeah, like
0: it, it, that. The, I just feel like if they're going to do the multiple window stuff, they do need to make some changes at least. Um, and also, as well, like I am very used to the multitasking system, but it is not straightforward. And I think that now everyone's lived with it for a couple of years. I would really like to see Apple say, like, we're going to keep what we have. But we have some new ways to make it a little bit easier to access. That's what I would like to see. You know, um, do you agree? Like it, that? It's like we're used to it and it seems fine, but it could be it could be better.
1: Yeah, and it may just be. Um, Federico's talked about this a lot. Like, and, and you and Gray talked about it. Like, it may just be as simple as. Um, the visual highlight of like where the keyboard control is, Mm -hmm. or it may just be some keyboard shortcut additions, or it may just be a little bit of, like you said, refinements, a little tweaking of the rules or how it all works together. It could be a wholesale uh, change, but, uh, but something I have a hard time believing they would leave it alone completely after two years.
0: Because they didn't the last time, right? iOS nine to iOS eleven, so yeah. And you've you've <laughs> really. got
1: multiple Windows and instances of apps on iPad also as a pick. So I, I think these may go together because how could this you do one without the other? Yeah, exactly, right? Like they, they kind of need each other.
0: All right, so we're up to we're we're up to pick seven, uh, but before we get to that. Let me thank our second sponsor of this episode, and they are that is our friends, the wonderful people over at Lunar Display. We were just talking about them a minute ago. Lunar Display are the makers of the only hardware solution that turns your iPad into a wireless display for your Mac. You will have a second display that is super portable with basically zero lag and stunning image quality. I have been a very, very happy Lunar Display owner for months now and I use my lunar display pretty much every day that there is something that pops up and it's like it would be easier for me to use uh, my Mac than, than to use my iPad for this for whatever reason you know like for example if you ever publish YouTube videos there's like certain features that don't exist in the YouTube studio app and you have to use a web browser and the iOS web browser because it it won't let you do it won't like it won't let you force to go to desktop mode so it's just easier for me to open lunar display and i have my mac mini with my lunar display always plugged in and i can do what i need to because setting up extra screens and and doing other types of like Remote ink. it can be fiddly, but Luna Display is so easy. You just plug this wonderful dongle into your Mac, and you're ready to go. Everything works over Wi-Fi, but it can also work over USB as well. If you're without, maybe you're traveling without a Wi-Fi connection, it's super easy to get up, get set up, and you will love the extra screen real estate that you have available to you. Luna Display is a complete extension to your Mac. It supports external keyboards, the Apple Pencil, and touch interactions, and the all-new Liquid Video Engine brings significantly reduced latency and a faster screen refresh rate as well. As soon as this show can get an exclusive ten percent discount on the lunar display, go to L-U-N-A-D-I-S-P-L-A-Y.com and enter the promo code upgrade at checkout. That is lunardisplay.com and promo code upgrade at checkout for a ten percent discount on your lunar display. Go there right now and upgrade your setup. Once again lunardisplay.com promo code upgrade for a ten percent discount. our thanks to Lunar Display for their support of this show and Relay FM. Pick number seven, Jason. What you got?
1: I I think it's going to happen, Mike. I think the thing that we've been dreaming about for all this time is finally going to come to pass and iTunes is gone and dead and we don't have to worry about iTunes anymore. They've killed it. They've murdered it. They're going to replace it with something brand new and shiny. Oh, wait a second. I'm wait. What was that? Oh nope word has reached these shores that <laughs> instead what Apple's going to do is just rename itunes to music and take out a bunch of features that they're going to move to marzipan apps but that's my pick a quote new music app on the mac
0: so here's my question well for this picked account are we looking at an app called music is that what we're looking for basically yeah. Yeah. So there is an app called yeah, Music. Yeah, if
1: if they decide to do a Marzipan version of the Music app on iOS and put that on the Mac, that would count, but uh, the rumor is strong that it's not that and it is instead just iTunes kind of refactored. But either way, I'm saying yes, the iTunes app brand goes away and oh. we return to a Music or we go to the Music app branding that already exists on iOS.
0: The death of iTunes, huh? <sighs>
1: Can we ever really kill it? I don't know, but it's it's slowly happening, so that's good
0: yeah i've been wa- I've been really wondering about this myself, like and I know I know what the rumors are, and I know what people are saying and et cetera, et cetera, but like I'm just wondering like, is this really gonna like what is this gonna be like is it gonna be just as simple as this is the skeleton and the right like it just <laughs> seems so strange to me to do that
1: i mean you could u i wise you're just dropping out those extra features that you get to by going Command 2, Command 3, Command 4, Command 5. You just pull those all out. Right. It may, it may make it but like simpler. The Apple Music experience in iTunes, it sucks.
0: It feels like you're using mm. a web browser.
1: It Well, because you are. I know. It's fine. It's fine. I use iTunes and Apple Music every day, and I think it's fine, and I would probably choose it over, over the music app today just because of the functionality that I would lose. But I do wonder... Um, in the long run, if it makes sense, for the uh, music app to just be the marzipan version. But I think if I'm Apple and I already had the iTunes team working, maybe there are some reasons like device syncing, they can keep that stuff in there to keep iTunes around. And maybe the argument was really just, look, we've got to bring all these other media apps over to the Mac. Why don't we just leave music where it is? It's fine. We're, we're going to lose lots of features if we go to, as we've all elaborated on various podcasts over the last month. If you just took the music app from iOS and put it on the Mac, you would lose a lot of functionality and so a good product manager might end up deciding you know let's leave it for now let's we'll pull all this other stuff out that'll be good for our app and then it's got the existing functionality for music built in we don't have to rebuild it let's just do that so i think i think it may be a very pragmatic decision um plus it may have been a decision made earlier that i don't know i don't know but uh, i think either way i think maybe we finally reached the point with Marzipan where they're going to sync up their media apps. And once you create sort of podcasts and TV, uh, then maybe the uh, maybe the iTunes app, it, it, it's time for it to get a, a new name, the music name, an icon from iOS.
0: Um, as we move into round seven, I'm now at the point where I'm rearranging my entire list uh, because I feel not Only confident now. in the picks that I made for <laughs> yep. myself earlier. Uh-huh. Um, so now I'm going to go with pick number seven, New health-focused watch apps. So Apple will introduce.
1: (laughs) Almost as good and tried and true as new watch faces. (laughs) Yes. You know, I think it's very
0: clear by now, and I think for good reason. Apple is very aware of the fact that the Apple Watch is a health device for a lot of people. Um, And even for people that don't consider it their health device, they use some of the health features on the device because it has all the sensors, like it's it's good um we've heard rumors of some stuff and and you know like i I like the idea of the medicine tracker and stuff like that and the menstruation tracking features and if they can they can have this stuff available to people and they'll give it a little brand naming and stuff like that and it will be like exclusive to the apple watch And it's like a good reason to use the apple watch fantastic right like you know i would say right that if they have really good pill tracking like i know that that's going to be something where I will look at it and be like, Oh man, like I, 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 that's going to be a feature, like just another little pebble for me being like, Oh, that's something I want. Right. But I don't wear an Apple watch now, so I wouldn't have it. And then I would, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's one of every time they just add these little pebbles in, of like, Oh, I actually quite like that. So I think that, I think it would be really good. Um, I, I would, I would, You know, I'd be very confident about the fact that there will be some kind of new health apps uh, on the Apple Watch because, as you say, it's like, what else are you going to do with it? Watch faces and health apps like that's that's the Apple Watch at its core at this
1: point. Yeah, yep, yep, absolutely. All right, so what you got? (sighs) Yeah, we're down to it now. Um, I am, you know, I'm going to double down, I'm going to double down on the big one, Mike. I'm going to double down on the big one. John Syracuse, are you out there? Are you listening? Apple display oh, mentioned.
0: Jason, that might be too much, my friend.
1: It's never too much, Mike. I don't know. It's exactly enough. Exactly enough. Okay. Okay. Right? Because you'll say, oh, new Mac Pro. What? Oh, everybody's going wild. Oh. And then, like, but what are you going to hook up to it? Apple display, lasers. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. I can smell it. Wow. Okay. Apple made display. We're back in the Apple because then they can show off the Mac Pro and the display. Well, I mean,
0: it would be great, but I just don't know how much showing off they're going to do.
1: Well, again, how much showing off do they need to do? They can acknowledge its existence, mm-hmm. um, but they could also say it's an ultra wide, thirty-one and a half inch HDR, blah 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 blah. Uh, don't you know? Get ready, kind of thing. I think uh, I think we'll see it. Yeah, every yep. draft there is a like
0: a a strong pick, like you know, and I think this might be it for this one. I think that might be. the 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 wildest one i'm not saying it won't come (laughs) true but like uh, uh, there are lots of things still in our list that are much more conservative than the one you. i I got two
1: more i got two more so you never know it could get get weirder final (laughs) tap
0: um i'm gonna go it's a shame really because i'm going so boring now because you just went so outlandish but mike wants to win screen time on the mac screen time on the mac
1: that was going to be my next pick so that's a very good pick
0: um it, it this is something you know you spoke you mentioned this a few weeks ago right like the idea of let's use this year as also a time to just bring more iOS stuff to the Mac again um and and so screen time feels like an a natural thing to move over for parental control stuff but also to be able to give you a full picture on what you're doing with your devices right like people can be as addicted to a laptop as they can be a phone Right? Like, and if that's what we're really trying to do here is to set this kind of stuff up, then let's see. Let's see what that could look like. So, screen time on the Mac, um, I would
1: personally really like it, but I also think uh, now's the time. All right. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, parental controls on the Mac is not very good. And so, rolling screen time in and hooking it all up together so that you can administer screen time for all devices. My kids have Macs and iOS devices and the, the uh, supervision interface is completely different and separate, and that needs to change. Um, whether it happens this year, the rumors are that it will. So great. It should happen. Um, it, it's it's something they need to do. We have two more picks each. It's true. It's true. Um, my next pick is going to be a little more conservative than the last one, uh, but I do have a – well, I don't have a spin on it. I, I want you to visualize something, Mike. I want right. w- want you to visualize what podcasts – are displayed in the screenshots when apple shows off the new mac version of the podcast app well who
0: knows Uh, visualize upgrade visualize upgrade Mm -hmm.
1: yeah anyway congratulations to this american life (laughs) (laughs) and serial for appearing in the demo of the new podcast app and maybe i don't know that one about the serial killer in la the Dirty John? Is that the name of it? Well, anyway. Which
0: which serial killer do you want to pick?
1: This... All the true crime podcasts. Congratulations <laughs> to them for that. But yes, I do think uh kind of going with my pick about the music app on the Mac and your pick about showing off Marzipan apps, I I feel like Podcast is a great example of Apple pulling out. Uh, functionality from iOS and, and so, giving mean, it like, its own dedicated space on the it Mac. It
0: feels like a marketing feature now. Like, hey, podcasts, you like those, right? Right. Like, it's More than ever now, podcasts is an actual thing that you can put into marketing. And it's like you love podcasts, right? Don't, wouldn't you love to listen to them when you're at work on your Mac as well? Well, we have a podcast app. Like, as if as if podcasts never existed on the Mac before is probably how they're going to sell this. Um, so, but I, I would like, genuinely, I would like to see it. Uh, I think it would be great to see a version of the Apple Podcast app as its own thing of its own icon on the Mac, right? Like it was important when that happened for iOS. It will be important when it happens for the Mac as well. So I would really like to see it. I have flip-flopped on this next one quite a lot Uh because it feels like something that should happen. It feels like something that would tick a lot of boxes from a few months ago, but still at the same time, I'm just not 100% sure if I believe it um external storage device support for ios oh, oh.
1: wow this is the most wishy of wish casting of picks here no but I love here's it. the thing though let's I make don't... it happen okay do we have the power to make it and happen to be honest now i, I don't care this about this
0: jason i would never use this feature right like I, you just
1: I, want your co-host to stop uh talking about it don't you
0: no, just, just shut up. Just quiet. The, here's the reason I want this <laughs> because I want iPad reviews to stop talking about
1: this. All right. <laughs> so, that, well, yeah. Yep. I get because it. Because I, I it. really
0: believe now. I know that there are some people again, like including Federico, because he does this. But I know most of the people that complain about this this feature not existing when the iPad Pro came out would never use it anyway. Right? It's like, true. <laughs> it's true. I,
1: I think it's a useful, um, representative feature of. Um, the iPad Pro reviews talking about how USB-C is on them, but they don't enable a lot of functionality because yes. essentially there are no device drivers mm-hmm. for them and, and built into the OS. It
0: is wider than than the idea of just external yeah. storage, right? But people just categorize it as such, but...
1: It's an it's an easy example. Like, you can't mm-hmm. plug in a thumb drive. And so, you know, you've got USB-C, but you can't plug in a thumb drive. I, I think... And that's why I would be... Um, <sighs> See, this is where I am with this, Mike. I would be shocked if Apple didn't address this. Yeah, because they got beaten up about this when the Every iPad review. Pros came out, and it's and the perception was this was a feature that they delayed from last year, and this is you know this was the problem is they got beaten up. They did not get this thing in there, and then the USB C iPads come out, and everybody goes, you can't treat them like USB devices because they don't do anything. Uh, So I would be shocked if they don't address it just because they want, like you, they want to stop hearing about that. That said, I have been burned on this feature. So this feature should have been added to iOS five years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. And so part of me says there's a little voice inside my head that's saying they're never going to do it because they should have done it five years ago. But here we are, so I hope they I hope they finally do. I hope they were embarrassed enough by the iPad Pro reviews to finally actually add this feature that should have been there five years. Yeah,
0: ago. I do think though the change point for why it would happen now and not five years ago is USB C over Lightning. Right.
1: I I agree. I agree that 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 is a good plus. You know, the Files app is more advanced than it was mm-hmm. five years ago and all that. I I get it. I get it. Now I hope you're right. It really just to me like I, I, we've said it,
0: but I want to just like double down on the point, right? Like even if this is something i didn't want to do you just do it so it just 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 let's let's move the narrative on from this one point but also as well it is um if you want to continue to show the ipad as a more professional device this is just like another checkbox that you can put on a list right like the apple could just be like oh no we do think of it as a, as a tried and true full computer because you can plug a thumb drive into it if you want to and it's like a super boring thing but we'll It will make people happy even if they would never use it because now they know they can and it's available to them and that's great news.
1: All right, here's my last regular pick, Mike. Desktop Safari mode on iPad. Mm. You know, it's a little bit of an esoteric feature, but I can see how they're going to pitch it on stage (laughs) as a great iOS feature for iPad, which is, you know, essentially, hey, you've been using your iPad and then you've loaded a weird like cell phone version. And thought, but I'm on this beautiful big screen. Why am I viewing the cell phone version of this website? Well, now with iOS 13, Safari on iPad, you don't have to. Uh, I, there's there's a user there's a user pitch here, and I don't think this is going to be a major feature, but I think that this is going to be in their list of iPad features is is that you can you can have uh, Safari on iPad act more like a desktop browser and not like a mobile browser.
0: So, in in from a technical perspective, like in essence, what it's doing is you don't need to say request desktop mode anymore.
1: Yeah, that's basically it. That right. or, or whether it's by default or whether you can set per site to load the desktop version instead. Um, there will be some you know detail there, but the the overall version is that yeah, you're you're going to be able to set Safari to to on the iPad to act more like a desktop browser and not like a uh, not like a mobile browser.
0: Yep. My hope would be that like this, this idea is tied into something else, right? Where it's like, Hey, but you know how some some old websites don't even work with touch. Well now because you can use a cursor or now we've enabled additional features for the Apple pencil right. that like help you get around that, you know, that, that yep. kind of thing. Whilst we wait for yep. the could internet be. to catch up or could be. Something like that. That would be nice. I would like that. Um, I really struggled with my last pick. I was toying with just saying new animoji but I'm not
1: I'm not happy with that. Uh, I just I'm not happy with want, that. What what would it be? We uh, should that's what our draft should have been is the next the, animoji next animoji. Animal. I think that they
0: will continue <laughs> to add more like every major version of iOS like all the point releases they bring new yeah. animoji in them. But I'm just I, it just it just doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like a good competition to say new animoji considering i already picked me emoji so i am going to go uh with new features in mail because mail needs new features you know like every third party mail app that exists today does does some does stuff right? Like it has new features, features that are considered to be normal for email apps now. Whether you use them or like them, stuff like snoozing, right? That kind of stuff. Like having some kind of place where you can say, "Hey, this email is important. I want to get back to it later." Um, and and I think just little features like that will end up coming uh, to either iOS, the Mac, both, hopefully. Uh, but but there will be some stuff that will be put in uh, to, to try and make mail a little bit more with the current times. Um, and because I think mail needs it, to be honest, especially on iOS mail needs some new features. So new features to mail. Um, I'm not going to specify
1: where (laughs) I'm just going to say new features in mail. All right. Sounds good. That's the 10. That's 10. We have a, we have a bonus round and then we've also got our, uh, are things we didn't mention that we kind of wish we had.
0: Mm-hmm. But before we do, considering we've now done the, the 10, this feels like a perfect time for a break. So we have mm-hmm. our 10. We, so we have that extra point. We have the tiebreaker,
1: but that's the important part. We have our 10. Um, how do you feel about your picks? You know, I, I don't know. What ends up happening is that I I look at Zach Knox's report card mm-hmm. later after Every we score do this. It? and yeah, I, I do this. And then, and then and I go... <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> like I've made a horrible mistake. That that yeah. usually happens, although sometimes not. Like last, I think the March one, and then one of the ones last year. I remember going through and scoring it and thinking, "Oh, mm, I have a, I have a real advantage here over Mike." But then sometimes I do it and I go, "Oh no, I have not mm, done well here." Oh, so man,
0: going into the the TV event, like I scored myself as winning, all, like bef- like before we began, right? Like things things can change very quickly. Sure. Yeah, um, But we both felt more confident about me last year until it happened. <laughs> and, yeah, And then it's yeah. like, oh, these things that we thought were definite, they're like the idea of bundles, right? Like they don't need to talk about it because they're not talking about pricing yet. Right. And, if, and I don't think we necessarily considered that that would be a thing, right? That they just would not mention prices. And because they didn't mention prices, they didn't need to talk about bundles. So they just didn't talk about them. All right. Let's take a break and thank ButcherBox for their support of this show. ButcherBox are the folk who deliver thoughtfully sourced meat directly to your door. You can enjoy healthy grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork. Plus, ButcherBox meats come from humanely raised animals that are never fed antibiotics, hormones, or fatty fillers. Here's how it works each ButcherBox comes with at least 9 to 11 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual meals. You can choose from five different box types, including a custom box where you can choose exactly how how much you want and choose what you want your family what you and your family will love or if you have any requirements you can choose exactly what type of meat you want to come to your home. Meat is frozen at the peak of freshness in individual vacuum-packed biodegradable packaging. Then it's shipped for free with dry ice to make sure it stays frozen even after it reaches your doorstep. You can think of ButcherBox as your neighborhood butcher who basically delivers your home with a quality beef, ch- chicken, and pork delivered right to your door with the option to choose how often you get your deliveries. Plus, you can even find recipes on the ButcherBox website or follow along with videos on their YouTube channel as well so you can get some great stuff uh, on how to to cook the wonderful meat that they're sending to you. So, Jason, I know I think you've just recently got another butcher box. Um, oh like yeah, they want. keep
1: they keep on coming. I am a I am a butcher box subscriber at this point, point. and uh, yeah, it's great. They they are like you said, they come vacuum sealed. I actually have a an immersion cooker. I have a sous vide machine basically, and it's great for that because you can drop them right in uh, and cook them right in the in the package, or you can thaw them and then you know add uh, marinade or whatever you need to do. And, uh, it's all very good. I like, we have the chicken thighs, we've gotten the tri-tip, uh, some other kinds of steak, uh, ground beef, you know, you name it. And, uh, it's actually a big part of our meal planning. It's really nice to have the meat in the freezer, um, ready to be taken out because we aren't always, you know, it's like, oh no, we've run out of things from the store, but I always have the butcher box stuff so I can make something if I need to. It's great.
0: You can celebrate the start of grilling season with one of Butcher Box's best deals ever. I love the Butcher Box deals. They're just I just they're just my favorite. So you can get right now the ultimate barbecue bundle absolutely free in your first butcher box plus $20 off. Go to butcherbox.com slash upgrade or use the promo code upgrade to get it. The ultimate barbecue bundle includes two New York strip steaks, baby back ribs, and two pounds of ground beef for free in your first box plus twenty dollars off that box as well i mean it's incredible go to butcherbox.com upgrade or use the promo code upgrade to get your hands on that wonderful deal our thanks to Butcherbox for their support of this show and relay fm i I love their deals it's just brilliant yeah it's just a bunch of free meat it's just Uh all right (laughs) that's right all right jason do you want to do you want to tell everybody what you've picked as our special bonus round
1: Yeah, I decided that for our bonus round, which is worth a point if you get it right, but we Mm. both are picking the same thing, and it is, what will macOS be called? That's what it
0: is. I'm happy to do this, but consider myself at a great disadvantage because I do not know anything about national parks in California.
1: Right, whereas I've been, uh, I'm born and, uh, it's not all national parks, it hasn't always been a national park.
0: Or at least beautiful places in California.
1: Live my entire life in California, and so... Uh, Yeah, but I made a list. I made a list of a bunch of possible names. Do you see that list? Do you have Mm -hmm. that? I see the list. All right. Um, And I am not going to pick the one that I really kind of wish they call it, which is macOS 13. (laughs) <laughs> just just sync it up stop stop with the place names you stop with the cat names. stop with the place names have everything be 13 and then move forward with that but um assuming that they keep going with california names because it's fun i'm gonna pick joshua tree which is a uh an area a very scenic uh park inside the borders of the mojave desert because it allows them to do something like they did before where they went sort of uh you know sierra high sierra yosemite el capitan that it allows them to do mojave and then something in the mojave desert which is uh joshua tree but i wrote a bunch of other uh, other things down you got you can pick macOS 13 you can pick death valley which i want to pick while death hilarious valley. is probably not a product name i right? want to
0: pick it i think that uh if they do their little skit where they pick the name right I think Death Valley will be mentioned as like a yeah. wink, wink, nudge, nudge, the death of macOS. Um, yeah. But I don't think they'll pick it. By
1: the way, the uh, the, the bad news about if it's macOS Joshua Tree is that there'll be a YouTube album downloaded on it automatically. So watch out for that. Yeah, that's a problem. The name so, of it? So, And they could perform, except they don't really have bands perform at WWDC. So maybe not. Spinal Tap, I will point out, by the way, Spinal Tap update. They uh, played a concert for the first time in like a decade uh, earlier this year. And so, Spinal Tap is still on the board somewhere for some performance someday.
0: So, I have a I have a question for you because I do I just need yes. a little bit of help, right? Okay. Um, yep. So I can understand a little bit about these these places. So my expectation will be that they will do with this version of macOS what they've done in the past, where they will pick a name that they can then next year pick a thing inside of that place.
1: So they're not going. So Mojave is going to be a one off, and then they're going to go to something um, something different. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, okay. They went from the Sierras down to the Mojave. Mojave so, it's Sierra, okay. High Sierra, and then Mojave.
0: All right. So, of the stuff that you've put in there, is anything in
1: Mojave? Yeah, so so other than Joshua Tree, so yeah. Death Valley is in the Mojave Desert. Okay. You know, Sequoia National Park is kind of adjacent to it. Uh mm-hmm. it's on the on the mountains on uh, like on the hills and the mountains on the other side uh to is in there? Oh, um, there are some other like Bodhi, Well, Tehachapi <laughs> would be great because nobody could spell it or pronounce well, it.
0: There's so many in this list that can't be easily spelled anyway. Even like Mojave.
1: Yeah, I, the one that I really like is there's a there's a, a little town on the on the uh, in the desert on the eastern side of the Sierra it's called Bridgeport, and I love that because it's the bridge you see to the new apps
0: all right i'm going with that one bridgeport you can go bridgeport, yeah, mac I'm going bridgeport. bridgeport yeah you sold me on it Like, to all right honestly i have no idea right like what i want it to be called death valley because i think it would be hilarious i think hollywood would be hilarious too Ho- hollywood sure
1: tahoe alcatraz <laughs> mac os alcatraz your 32-bit apps are in jail
0: <laughs> uh tahoe was what i was going to choose when i was saying because tahoe is like that's a place of its own right yeah but, but but I had forgotten
1: that, obviously, Mojave is the place, and now we need to pick I, I th- the thing inside of it. I think, I don't, I mean, they could not do that this time. And I think I think uh, Tahoe and Sequoia are both very nice names that they could pick. Sequoia is, again, super difficult to spell.
0: I, yes. I think Tahoe, it would, would they, that would be yeah. my the other one I'd pick, but I'm going to go with Bridgeport because I think it's funny.
1: All right. It's probably not going to be either of these things, which is why it probably doesn't matter. Yeah. But uh,
0: Mac OS 10 Joshua Tree sounds like a bit of a mouthful to me.
1: It does. Uh, um, You know, let's root for Mac OS 13. Yeah. Solves everything. God, it would be great,
0: wouldn't it? 13.0. I would just really like it if they just did that. Or choose something that's not California place names. They can
1: keep all the version numbers in lockstep, right? Then everything, every time they do a release, it's like, oh, it's 13, you know, 13.01 over here and 13.01 over there, and they released them all. Instead, we got ten, fifteen, and 16, yeah. really? Yeah.
0: Let's move it all. I, I would like them to move it all. All right. We'll just wait until next year when it becomes Apple OS anyway, so we won't even need to worry about it. Okay. Okay, so we're going to do our what we didn't pick round. So me and Jason, you know, we we will this down to, to stuff that we think Uh, could be likely, and then we give our 10 picks from those, but that usually will end up leaving us, if if we're playing it correctly, with some extras, because naturally some of the stuff that I think is going to happen, Jason's going to pick. So do you want to give me a few uh, instances of things that you think uh, will happen um, or are likely to happen but did not make it into your top 10?
1: Yeah, the other items that I had on my list, uh, Siri shortcuts on the Mac, which is rumored and kind of makes sense if you're bringing Marzipan to the Mac um the but but it's Siri shortcuts so it's basically like really what it is is kind of customizable actions happening using Siri triggers. I feel like Apple is more committed to Siri on the Mac than anyone else is. <laughs> but they are.
0: I think Apple's and, more committed to Siri on everything than anyone else is. Yeah,
1: yeah, but Siri on the Mac is one of those things where, you know, I never use it, but it's there and Apple always talks about it and so why wouldn't they? do something about this. And it has been rumored, so I'm going to put it on the list. Um, update to messages. This is my Marzipanification of um, messages on the Mac that lets us do things like iMessage effects and things so we're not reduced to sent with lasers. We actually see the lasers mm-hmm. on the Mac. That would be nice. So I, I was going to pick that. Not 100. Again, not not 100% sure on that, but I have hope that that will happen. And uh, back to Siri. Siri intents for developers. This is like new ways for apps to uh, to... Basically, get controlled by Siri without having to rely on Siri shortcuts. And we've been hoping that you could do that to control different music apps and podcast apps. And it hasn't happened yet, but maybe this year.
0: The Siri intense one is that I believe this will happen. I don't know if it's going to find its way into the keynote. Uh-huh. Right. Like the idea of saying, like, all oh, now as a developer, you can. Yeah. Uh, it's a developer feature, though. But so. it, this, this, it, I feel like this could sit very comfortably in the State of the Union. Without it needing to be like, you know, talking about like, oh, if you're a, a media application, you can now use Siri to call up a library. Like, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I have a gen, general concern um, that shortcuts won't make it into the keynote. I don't know where this has come from, but I just have this concern that like, they won't mention it this year. Like stuff will be happening to it, but it's not going to get time. And so I, yes. I, I'm starting to actually think that like just a lot of Siri stuff might not really find its way into the keynote. I really want to be wrong on this one. I don't really know where this this fear is coming from, but it's I think it's from just a general fear of people that have used this app for long enough, right? that it's going to die at any moment. Like, I think I'm just getting that fear come back again, <laughs> right? Like, there was always a fear that workflow could, could go away. And then when it got bought by Apple, that it would definitely go away. And now Shortcuts is here. So now I'm scared Shortcuts is going to go away, even though I have absolutely no reason to believe it. Um, so, uh, yeah. But uh, the idea, just the Siri Intense stuff, I think it will happen. I, I just don't know if I see it in the keynote, but we'll see. Uh, Swipe keyboard is one of mine. So the yep. ability to be able to swipe your finger across a keyboard and autocorrect does its magic and presents you with a word. Yeah, it's a really nice feature that has existed in other third-party keyboards for a long time. Um, it is on my iPhone, because I use Gboard, that is the way that I pretty much always use typing. That's how I type. Uh, it is using the best of autocorrect, right? Like an autocorrect should be good enough at this point. And is really easy to type this way with one hand when you have a big phone. Um, I find it comfortable uh, and I like to, I, I I really like to use this feature. So um, I would like to see it into Apple's keyboard. Uh, I don't, I can't imagine that it would make me move from Gboard. Like I just, for me, Gboard works really well. It has a lot of features that Apple still don't have, like the ability to search for emoji. Um, and it's autocorrect, I find to be more reliable than Apple's autocorrect. It doesn't suffer from those bugs that you see in Apple's autocorrect system well like oh now everyone's getting this like for example just a few weeks ago or a couple of months ago if you type like ha 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 like all you know like ha like a bunch of times like say you did it a bunch of times it split it into two separate ha 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 which is super weird uh people i don't think send that to each other it looked very strange <laughs> um so you know like but then everyone gets it and it's just this it's i think it's with that differential privacy stuff right where like we spoke about this before there have been multiple software updates that we need like that have fixed autocorrect bugs which is just like the weirdest thing and i don't have those problems with gboard I also really like that I can search Google from my keyboard, which seems weird when you say it, but if you need to send somebody an address to a restaurant and they're asking you in a text message, you never need to leave messages to do that. So that's why I don't know why this turned into a marketing pitch for Gboard, but I do really like it. Mm -hmm. Continued focus on performance improvements and stability. I think it's going to get some time. Um, I think people were really happy with that on iOS 12. And I think that just to continue and focus on like, we're going to do a bunch of stuff and it's going to make your phone better in these ways and this way and this way and this way, I think will be a big winner for people. Um, So I think that that's going to continue. And also uh, some loosening, some changing of Mac app store rules. This could be uh, expansion of more entitlements, which is kind of some of the stuff that we saw last year. Maybe they make some business model changes to go hand in hand with the idea of bringing ios apps to the mac right but we're going to make it a little bit more comfortable for you as a developer if you want to come on board uh then then these are some things that you could that you could look to expect um and really to just try and make it more like a, a better uh, like proposition to developers who have maybe so far stayed away from it
1: yep sounds good So is that where we are i think so i think we'll let reality be our judge now all right, now uh, believe it or not, there were some new
0: MacBook Pros released last week. And before, true. before we uh, round out today's episode, I want to talk about that. So, uh, but first, let me thank our final sponsor, and that is Text Expander from our friends at Smile. Text Expander lets you insert words, phrases, forms, templates, and more with just a couple of key clicks everywhere you type. You can take control of your time and productivity by letting Text Expander handle your repetitive typing tasks. The brand new Text Expander 6.5 is available for macOS and 2.0 for Windows both new versions of text expander are sporting a new visual editor for snippets the new editor makes it easier to see and edit snippet fill-ins dates and date math nested snippets and more I just created some new text expander snippets we actually share these with a bunch of people at RelayFM now to kind of make sure that we have consistent communication with companies that we work with which is really important to me and I was able to create some new uh, snippets. And it was so easy to be able to just tap on some buttons and see them visually appearing rather than being... Like previously, it was kind of like strings of text would appear in the snippet, which was a little bit harder for me to get. But now it kind of is just a little bubble and it just says calendar and it just says the month. And it's just like a nice way to be able to build these snippets of this fill-in information. Um, and you can see it all visually there so you know what are the parts that will pop up when somebody types the 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 abbreviation to be able to enter that information themselves i love text expander and if you already love text expander they have an affiliate program now as well so you can make some money about it when you recommend it to people which is great you can find out more on their website about that if me you're always like if like me you're always looking for ways to be a little more productive you need text expander it makes typing those repetitive phrases and paragraphs unbelievably quickly fast unbelievably easy and an entire paragraph that would take ages to type can be expanded in a second leaving you more time to get done what you need to go to textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about text expander right now Um, our thanks to text expander for their support of this show and all of relay fm so jason um can you tell me what happened with the macbook pro last week well it got updated Okay, that's what, what basically
1: does that mean? it. The 15-inch got the ninth-generation Intel processors, uh, going all the way up to to eight cores, six or eight cores. So if you really want the most possible multi-core performance on a on an Apple laptop, that 15-inch MacBook Pro will let you get there with eight cores. And uh, there was some minor speed bumps to the 13-inch. Uh, touch bar model these are just the touch bar models the macbook escape model remains a product in apple's lineup that hasn't been updated in two years and uh yeah so that that happened it's just a little minor thing but it's nice for people who are looking for a a more powerful macbook pro um but of course everybody really wants to talk about the keyboards yep and Apple has acknowledged that. And so, so yeah, I talked to Apple and, and they acknowledged that they made a materials change to the keyboard and that they felt like it directly addressed to the problem of that they were getting, uh, which of course they always, uh, they want to say, you uh, know, the vast majority of Apple customers have no problems with the keyboard, but we've made like the third, fourth or fifth revision to this keyboard, but who's counting. So, you know, again, the vast majority, and yet they know there's a problem here, and they know there's at the very least a perception problem, and who knows how big the reality problem is for them, and so they have made another materials change. It sounds like they've maybe changed the uh, the material, the silicone uh, material that's supposed to prevent kind of ingress of debris. Yeah, and they that's seem what Ifixit have... found. I think that yes. they changed it to it, nylon, and they've changed the. Um, according to Ifixit's analysis, they they seem to have changed the uh, the switch itself. Right. the uh, the dome to something different, which is a lot of people had been speculating that the dome switch might have actually been the issue um, and not the ingress protection. But what Apple would say is they believe that this dramatically improves the ability of the keyboard to resist the problem of missing keys or doubled keys. And um, in addition to that, because they are fighting a perception problem here, they extended their keyboard program, which was previously on the 2015 and 2016 and 2017 models, with a butterfly keyboard, to it cover all the 2018 and 2019 models. So basically, if your Apple laptop has this butterfly keyboard in any of its versions, uh, you get free service on the keyboard from Apple for four years from purchase, which is um, which is a not not a bad bit of insurance on that keyboard yeah because that's Um, like no apple
0: care needed right
1: right if if you're worried about the keyboard for the first four years yes apple's apple's gonna cover you and i've seen people say oh well it's a real uh a real endorsement of the quality of this keyboard that they're covering on an extended repair program their brand new keyboard so that must mean that it's also got the problem and i i mean people can be as cynical as they want to be That's not why they did it. They did it because they want to reassure people that although they have made this change that they think solves the problem, they don't want people to be like, does it really solve the problem? They want to come right out and say, look, we stand by this. We will fix it for four years if you buy this keyboard. And we, you know, regardless of that. And I think that the clarity of saying, it doesn't matter which version you've even got, you got four years of coverage from us. And By the way, in a story that uh, we've been talking about for a little while now, uh, reports about how Apple has made a bunch of changes to get keyboard repairs to be expedited, like doing more of them in the stores and having the turnaround be faster, because that's been a part of the complaint, too, is it's not just taking it into the store, it's taking it into the store and then losing your computer for an extended period of time while they fix your keyboard and yep. the um so they've, they've turned that Which is around Why a lot
0: of people wouldn't take them in even if there's a problem and then it only exacerbates the problem and your opinion of that issue right like
1: yes and if you're not near a, a service provider or an apple store it's hard but even if you are if the, they're backed up and it's going to take days or a week or whatever you're without your computer that's that's no good so all of that is in there and then there was another little i'm wondering if i should take mine in <laughs> Are you having a problem with it? Otherwise, well, I have Marcos. Do you remember
0: the, like the original MacBook Pro uh, with the with the e key that broke? I, I I own that computer. That that's the concern is I don't even know if I could because I bought it from him. Maybe well, I, I think
1: you could. I think you could, but it's original retail purchase for four years. So if it's in within the four year window, you could. I have no take idea. Take it in. I have no idea. About um, the age of it. Just ask Marco when he bought it. Yeah, but uh, the other so so yeah, th- this is all going on. And the other piece is that if you've got a laptop from 2018, apparently, mm-hmm. um, if you take that in to be repaired, they will replace it with the 2019 keyboard that's on these new laptops. That apparently uh, is. Apple says is better. They can't swap out the older ones, but they can swap out those. So uh, like if, if I had a problem with one of the MacBook Airs that I've got in the house from 2018, and I took that into my local Apple store, it would get replaced with the same keyboard that's in these MacBook Pros. Which is great. And um, there's a part of me that doesn't want to get my keyboard fixed. Like I feel like
0: I own a piece of podcasting history, right? Like the keyboard... <laughs> That well, as that points
1: out in the in the chat room that model didn't come out four years ago so it's covered <laughs> yeah, just by I definition need make, i need to make a decision uh, so so yeah i mean they may laugh at you and be like why do you have the american macbook pro but i bet you they'll cover it if it's got keyboard problems so mm-hmm. you might want to do that before before it becomes four years old and is not covered anymore <sighs> to be honest it's i don't even know if it's about the aggravation i use it
0: three or four times a year <laughs> it's this it's like i I'll, you you we will be recording next week's episode of upgrade using that very macbook pro but outside right. of that it doesn't get used a lot we'll see before we wrap up today uh i wanted to make a little announcement uh relay fm turns five in august and we're going to be doing a special live show to celebrate, uh, which is going to be in San Francisco, it's going to be on August the twenty-second. Relay FM's fifth birthday will be August eighteenth, but on the on August the twenty-second, we're going to be hosting uh, a show. And we're going to try and make it the biggest and bestest live show that Relay FM has ever done. We're going to be bringing in um, as many of our wonderful hosts as possible as we possibly can, having them involved in the show. Jason's going to be there. Um, yeah, I mean, I live here, so sure. Exactly, yeah. it's easy for you. Well, I can show up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're really, really excited about this. We found a wonderful uh, venue that we're going to be hosting the show in. So it's going to be on August 22nd in San Francisco. Tickets are available, um, but they're, they're selling. They're, it, we will sell out. So if you if you do want to be at the show, I'd recommend it. And we're going to do everything we can to make it um, as good or better than any live show we've ever done before So because it's a big one. It's a really, really big one for us. Uh, I will cry. So if you want to see me cry on stage... <laughs> <laughs> uh can't buy a ticket um but yeah that's gonna be pretty incredible like to to celebrate our fifth anniversary uh with a bunch of amazing listeners and uh, a lot of our hosts so i'm really really excited about that but in the meantime next week wwdc so jason jason's gonna be front and center maybe not front and center but he's gonna be right no. there at the keynote and we'll be recording and releasing the our episode uh as soon <laughs> as we can after the keynote ends um, as as is tradition, we will we want to be right there for you within a few hours, and we'll do our, everything we can um, to get our episode out. Um, if you want to record listen into us recording live, we'll be we'll be again attempting our very best hotel Wi-Fi permitting to live stream the episode. Um, so you should uh, follow the Upgrade Twitter account, which is underscore Upgrade FM, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes in case you're not following already, because we'll be tweeting out from there when we're going to be going live. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. I feel like it's going to be a big year. I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about next week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be huge. It's the, just the marshmallow thing alone is going to be huge. And there are going to be iOS announcements, probably iPad announcements. There's going to be a lot for us to talk about. It's going to be a big show. Yeah. I feel like ramifications wise, this is going to be bigger than last year. Right. Yeah. And it'll reverberate into the episode after that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it'll go on and on and on. But uh, the, it'll be a big, big episode yep. next week.
0: If you're in San Jose, we hope to see you there. Uh, if you don't have tickets to the Relay FM live show on Wednesday, there is like ten left. So if you want to come and see the live show, which I really recommend that you do because it will be great, uh, you should do that. Uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. But I think that's it, Jason Snell. We're gonna be together a, next
1: week. Next believe. week, it's hard. It. It's hard to believe. I'm gonna make that. I'm um, the short walk across the across the street. Don't and, walk uh, And a few crosswalks. <laughs> I would <laughs> to. No no from the from the keynote to ah, the hotel that's ah, sort of our ah. our thing as we you go from, get from the home. keynote to, to your hotel <laughs> high above San Jose and yep. I will uh I, and then we'll have to plan our uh our lunch order you know our whether our like our tacos or whatever mm-hmm. we're going to get
0: yep. we'll work all of that out yeah very very okay. excited can't wait to be in San Jose sunny San Jose it looks like it's going to be as well um, so I'm so excited about all of that but yeah. we'll be back next time thank you so much to tuning in to the 4th annual WWDC Ooh. keynote draft. We'll find out who the winner is. Will Mike keep his streak of WWDC going or will he lose it as soon as he learned that it existed? You'll find out next time. Thank you so much to our sponsors, the wonderful people at Butcherbox, Text Expander, Lunar Display, and Bombass. Uh, Jason, where should people go to keep up with your coverage over WWDC week?
1: Uh, well, that's great. You can go to sixcolors.com. You can follow uh bleed six colors which is the six colors twitter account or for special events we have six colors event on twitter and uh, I'll probably post some thoughts there from the keynote.
0: Wonderful. Alright, if you want to find uh, Jason Allen, at Jason o, um, I am at iMike I-M-Y-K-E. You can find uh, links and information about this episode over relay.fm slash upgrade slash 247 That's where you'll also find both a PDF and interactive scorecard for the draft, so you can score along with us and make sure that you tweet us uh, the way that you scored it. I always love to see those rolling in as the keynote goes through. And we'll be back next time for the biggest episode of the year, recorded live in San Jose, California. Until then, say goodbye Jason Snell. Goodbye Mike Early.